everyone. This is the very first episode of the Invasion TV podcast. <laughs> it is a conversation between two unmodel minority TV junkies, aka us, breaking down the Asian characters we loved and very much disliked on television. My name is Catherine Alba. And I'm Patricia Gonzalez. And we are your hosts. Contemplation. This is Invasion TV. Watch with your ears and see. This is Invasion TV with diversity and inclusivity. This is Invasion, this is Invasion, this is Invasion. TV. So we wanted to talk a little bit about ourselves as the hosts, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, (laughs) We are both Filipino-Americans, grew up in L.A. uh, in Northeast Los Angeles yeah. in Glassell Park slash <laughs> Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock. Yeah. Um, we went to Eagle Rock High School, and Eagle Rock actually is one of the largest communities, Filipino communities within like the U.S. I think oh, with like the biggest like yeah, yeah Filipino diaspora. So um, feel like that's pretty important uh, in terms of shaping how we had relationships with our Filipino identity. Um, but yeah, we've been best friends since elementary school, like nine, ten years old, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we started off as <laughs> frenemies. Frenemies, <laughs> supposedly, because we we were competitors in a spelling bee. Yeah, people started rumors that we were, like, she was going to beat me, and she technically did. Neither of us won, but... <laughs> I know, that is the worst Heart. But anyway, we became um, really good friends eventually, and now we're starting a podcast. Okay, so disclaimer, we obviously don't represent all Asians. We also apologize in advance if we mispronounce any names or words, but we will try our best. Also, we may not be able to cover everything since we haven't seen every single show, but we hope you enjoy our thoughts and hopefully learn something new. So, why are we doing this, Patricia? <laughs> You're asking me? Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> um, why are you doing this specific? I know why I, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this because you asked me to. <laughs> okay, so... And I love television, so why not? <laughs> yeah, so um, I technically came up with the idea of the podcast, but obviously asked Patricia to join me because I know how much she loves TV too and how much hashtag representation matters for the both of us. And obviously we're in a pandemic where we're not traveling slash doing stuff outside that we usually do during this time. pretty much we have so much time on our hands. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) is everyone not creating a podcast? Because, no. Um, Yeah, so why specifically... Asian Americans on television. Um, that goes back again to me. <laughs> um, I actually just finished uh, grad school last year slash fall, last fall. Um, I got a master's in communication management and my capstone class, I did a study on Asian American diversity in television because obviously I was super passionate about it. And um, another class I was in, um, specifically a multicultural marketing class, we had a guest speaker. And he asked, did you ever see people on TV that looked like you growing up? And I think this is obviously something that I've thought about before. But when he asked, I literally was like, 
holy crap. Like, being Asian, you really what grow you up. represented? Yeah, like, what, what TV shows did you love growing up? Like, off the top of your head. Full House. White um, people. Family Matters. Black people. <laughs> Those were our options growing up, really. Um, yeah, and so, also, when this question was asked, the first person I thought of was Trini Kwan, a.k.a. Um, the late Tui Trong. Um, from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, who I think personally, but like for the both of us, might be like historically slash like the most memorable or the earliest like Asian like representation, like, yeah, early nineties that we can that think of. We we remember, yeah, yeah. Because growing so up, few. like, what Power Ranger did you want to be? Yellow Power Ranger. Mostly, we talk about this, but mostly because. I don't like the color pink. <laughs> I thought Kimberly was really pretty, but um, I think I did want to be the Yellow Ranger because she was Asian, and also I didn't like pink. So for me, <laughs> I didn't actually pay attention to that. Patricia was like, I, what is race? Like, <laughs> Patricia is also, I think, racially ambiguous, by the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's why I, like, I preferred the pink ranger, Kimberly, because I did think she was pretty. But I, like, vaguely remember from my childhood not being able to be the Pink Ranger because somebody else wanted to be the Pink Ranger. <laughs> so I would always just end up being the Yellow Ranger. But in retrospect, it's like the Yellow Ranger is a badass. Like, mm-hmm. she's, instead of being, like, the stereotypical submissive Asian woman, she's this badass, fearless, or what they describe yeah. in the first episode, fearless fearless and agile. Yeah, we, we just watched <laughs> the first episode and... Um, Zordon is, like, recruited these five teenagers to become the Power Rangers, and so he kind of, like, names all of them um, and gives them their respective dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, like for the Yellow Ranger and for Trini, he um, calls her fearless and agile, which is super cool because, yeah, as Patricia said, um, the typical Asian female stereotypes are, like, timid and shy. Um... Yeah, like, I also want to point out that Trini, while iconically the Asian Yellow Ranger, or the Yellow Ranger that happened to be Asian, um, was originally played by a Latina actress, um, Audrey Dubois, in an unaired pilot. So, I don't know if it's online floating around somewhere, but, like, how crazy would it have been if the Yellow Ranger was Latina, which is also, I think, why in the well, 2017 the film, yeah, yeah, they picked <laughs> Becky G, who I adore. <laughs> I like Becky G. I mean, I also think that's probably a conscious effort of not making the Yellow Ranger yes, Asian. Yes, <laughs> very true. They ended um, up making another dude Asian. Original Power Rangers aside, I think in the um, different series of uh, Power Rangers that we go through, there isn't a, like, another yellow Asian Power Ranger. Because I think they they learned from the controversy yeah. of the Black Ranger being black and the Yellow Ranger oh, being Asian. Oh, that's right. Talk Asian. about that. Talk about that. Like, um, so in an interview with Walter Jones, he mentioned that supposedly they'd never really noticed that the Black Ranger was black and the Yellow Ranger was Asian until other people brought it up to them people were colorblind like (laughs) so i mean it could it be true yeah sure right subconsciously 
Definitely wanted Questionable. to make the black actor the black ranger. Um, oh, wait, but also in that same interview, he did mention that the black ranger wanted to, they wanted the black ranger to be, like, able to hip-hop dance. Oh, yeah. Whatever that, yeah, yeah. like. You're black. You that, know how to break dance. Do you? Yeah. What's even hip-hop dance? Like, what do you, what is, I mean, I obviously know, but I'm just curious what that went on in the casting, like, room, like. And another thing in our research, um, <laughs> it's just something that we never really noticed, but yeah. Rita Repulsa. Yeah. She's also... The villain. Asian. The villain, the evil witch that right. wants to conquer the universe is Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, funny enough, Patricia and I didn't realize this, and I'm not sure how common knowledge this is, but the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, is play- Rita is played by Machiko Soga, who is the original Japanese actress in the Japanese version. So they pulled clips from the Japanese version to put in the American version. Mm -hmm. And then once they ran out of that footage, replaced, or actually, you know, got an American actress named Carla Perez. (laughs) And this is where ignorance plays in. (laughs) Yeah, so this is how, goes to show how complicated race and ethnicity and... All and of that, that we're always learning. Yeah, that we're yeah. always learning. We are students always. But um, so we read about Carla Perez and we're like, oh, they got a Latina actress <laughs> to play um, Rita. And then as we continue to read, found realize that Carla Perez is Filipino, <laughs> just like us, and has a Latina last name, just, just like, like us. us. <laughs> so that was actually really funny to <laughs> discover. <laughs> but um, the voice for Rita, I think, is a white woman named Barbara Goodson, um, mm-hmm. who voiced the entire time for Rita. Yeah. <laughs> they said it's because um, it's easier for the kids to recognize the voice. Yeah. As if they don't change everything Questionable. else. Like, in other Questionable. shows. You know what? Going off of that, I will say that when Ash got his voice changed in Pokemon, I think this is well after I stopped watching the show. <laughs> I did listen to it, and I was like, ew, gross. Is this? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was not true. cool. I didn't like that. So maybe there's a point to that. There was also some controversy we read about, um... When the 2017 reboot came up, that people were, like, upset that they didn't cast an Asian actress for um, Rita. It ended up being Elizabeth Banks. Right. And then in that in an interview with Carla Perez, they asked her, um, they asked her how she felt about that. And she says she doesn't think it matters that Elizabeth Banks is not Asian. Race like, shouldn't matter. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, is that her real answer? Or is that... <laughs> Just for majority. It was like, like an interview with Vice, so I feel like... Is she a notable actress for her to really be so, like, PC about certain things? <laughs> I feel like no. I feel like maybe she doesn't... She wants to still get ...think hired. twice about Asian representation. Yeah. Um, but obviously we're making a podcast about it. <laughs> and therefore, it is important. <laughs> yeah, because why would you... Why would you delete our only Asian character? Yeah, yeah. In the reboot, come yeah. on. Yeah. So, the Yellow Ranger, Trini, Trini Kwan. Shout out. She was definitely <laughs> shout out to being a gateway for us. Yeah, she's the gateway, dude. Yeah, that's a really great way to 
put it there. <laughs> but anyway, um, circling back. So um, we just wanted this episode to really be about like beyond the Power Ranger. <laughs> Who else <laughs> did we see, um, you know, growing up on television slash from our childhood? So when I asked <laughs> Patricia this question, Patricia, who did you think of? <laughs> so for me, I really thought about like who, uh, which Asian really made an impact on me <laughs> watching television. And that was Tina Nguyen from Ghost Rider, which was on PBS, which I guess not a lot of people watched. Um, PBS was not something I watched. <laughs> I don't, I know that, it, like, obviously actually, everyone, no, I don't think it was, no, because I, I have watched reruns, so it was probably, like, a not Noggin or something, whatever that. Noggin sounds familiar. It was Satellite. I, I did not watch PBS growing up, in general, though. Yeah, so you never saw all the other Asian kids. No. <laughs> the one, <laughs> the one Asian kid in each show. Um, Which is so funny, um, because m- the person I thought of for this specific episode was John Cho. <laughs> Can I just also interject that the whole reason she actually wanted to start this podcast was to specifically talk about John Cho. I must have in said... Charmed. I must have One said, episode <laughs> in Charmed, but you know what? That's who influenced her. <laughs> I must have said John Cho's name, like a hundred times in the past two yeah. months or something and tell me about so for our homework we wanted to ask each other how um i guess we felt about patricia feeling about john cho's episode of charmed and then how i felt about um uh, tina in Ghost Rider. right <laughs> okay so right. do you want to start you can start how do yeah. you feel about john cho 101th time um <laughs> John Cho's episode. He was a young buck. Yeah. Like, John Cho, I think, was, like, what, 23 in the episode? For those who don't know what Charmed is about, it's about three sisters who come together after being, like, apart for some time, and they discover they are witches. Funny enough, I was such a huge Charm fan, but I didn't realize how early on in the show he was in. I wanted him and Piper, one of the sisters, to be together forever, but of course that didn't happen. He was literally in one episode. <laughs> so the premise of the episode is that Mark, um, which is, or who is John Cho, played by John Cho, uh, is a 23-year-old Chinese man. Um, John Cho is a Korean man, just FYI. <laughs> uh, who is killed by a Chinese gangster um, named Tony. Uh, so that was the beginning of the episode. So now as a ghost, he asks the charmed sisters, Piper. Yeah. No, all of them. Oh, all of them. Um, to help him bury his physical body before the, the, the Yama gets him. And so Yama, um, is presumably based on, on Chinese mythology, uh, although in China, He's more known as King Yan, Yan, um, and he is the gatekeeper of hell. Patricia so, really dug deep on this research of this one episode. If you're gonna learn anything from this podcast, you're gonna learn <laughs> backstories. Um, but the the thing that stood out for me in the episode was that the gangster Tony used or killed Mark just so that he could fake his own death, <laughs> and so. 
nobody knows that Mark is dead pretty much for a few days. And everyone just is like, oh, okay, that's Tony who actually died. <gasps> Two Asians. Oh my <laughs> god, I do not remember so, that. I was like, what? <laughs> they look nothing alike. Oh my um, god. Okay. Can we just talk about how <laughs> literally problematic 90s stuff was? <laughs> I mean, maybe that was also the whole basis of it. Like, oh, they look nothing alike, but people are dumb enough to think. Dumb enough. <laughs> Or that, or what are they saying about Oh, underlying, Asian? yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the subtext, for sure. It's I mean, like, I think that's uh, problematic. You can just, like, say it's anyone. Yes, 100%. I think that's exactly what that show, if I were to watch it now, which mm-hmm. is obviously what you did. Yeah, and that's the, you're that's like, the only note I really put. You're like, oh, <laughs> we also wanted to make a point about how um, the writers for this, the writers and directors, everyone behind the scenes. No one's. Chinese. Yeah, no one's Chinese <laughs> slash Asian in general, so who knows the kind of research they did for this specific episode. <laughs> but, um, I, like, I will say, though, that his character, um, even though they just made two Asian characters who don't look alike, supposedly look alike, um, <laughs> that Mark was charming. Um, this charming man. Young who, John Cho. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to look up Young John Cho, <laughs> episode four, season one of Charmed, okay? And Piper fell for him. Dude, yes. Yeah. I don't, okay, I will say I don't know why this specific episode came to mind, like, when I was thinking about, like, Asian actors slash just, like, (laughs) characters on television, but um, I think probably because Charmed was such a huge part of my childhood, because um, Netflix slash Hulu slash all the streaming websites did not exist back then, and Mm -hmm. so everything was watched via actual cable (laughs) so tnt was something that was like repeatedly watched every day in my house and charmed was definitely one of those shows and i think yeah just like it's whatever we just saw on television yeah and i think seeing john cho aka someone asian was just so like (laughs) memorable you know that's a good takeaway though that like it's yeah problematic that hey not all asians look alike (laughs) (laughs) 90s. Otherwise, it was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. Like, a dead guy, you got to fall in love. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, it seems so... like Casper... Casper and Wendy. Casper and Wendy. <laughs> what if Casper wow. was Asian? Casper has no race. You know now. <laughs> he was a white dude. You're right. You're right. Casper was a little white boy. Um. Okay, so yeah, for, I guess for me, uh-huh. um, definitely one of my biggest, like, not, I wouldn't say influence, but definitely made an impact for my childhood. Oh, we'll talk about how she's an influence. Like, <laughs> was, um, again, Tina and Wynn in Ghost Rider. So, if, for those who don't know, because apparently a lot of people don't know about this great show. Patricia um, was the only one I know who, like, apparently consistently watched PBS as a child. Did you not watch Zoom? There was also an Asian girl in that. I don't want to get yelled at for not watching <laughs> Zoom either. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, so Ghost Rider. Twitter the hates me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, keep going. <laughs> so the premise of Ghost Rider is that it's about a group of kids solving mysteries with the help of a ghost <laughs> who communicates through text. Okay, if anyone has any has a hard time 
visualizing what that means. It's basically Tom Riddle's diary from Harry Potter, <laughs> but Ghost Rider <laughs> is not like Tom Riddle in that he's actually really cool. He helps them solve mysteries and stuff. Exactly. Right? So he's not a villain. Um, but the graphics were not as cool as Harry Potter. It's basically <laughs> Microsoft clip art. And this was 1992. It's like the wavy text pop out block letters that are outrageous colors. The and fact whatnot. that the kid had a computer in his room oh was already God. amazing. It's so funny. Okay. It's um, great. So Tina, who is a Vietnamese um, character, is also played by a Vietnamese actress named Tram An Tran. Um, and I pretty much. Like, I felt like she was such a big impact on me because, first of all, I had a huge crush on the, <laughs> the Latino boy. I had a huge crush on John Cho when I watched the episode of Oh, Charmed. so this is the connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's whoever we had crushes on as children. Um, so, so, yeah, Tina was his love interest. And I thought that was so cool, like, them being, like, main characters and she was an actual kid, so I felt like I can actually identify with her. Um, and, yeah, she got to kiss the love of my life. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the episode. And funny enough, um, Patricia told me the exact episode to watch. <laughs> and, of course, what I looked up was not the episode to watch. And so the episode I watched was, like, strangely about, like, the specific episode I watched was about these kids in a, like, studio slash like music video something <laughs> and my immediate thought was that they were ghostwriters for like actual musicians and I was like oh my gosh these eight this is so cool these eight nine ten year olds are like ghostwriting music what are the lyrics of yeah. these songs keep like, in mind these are actual elementary school kids vibe? I don't know but anyway so I watched the wrong episode and um finally watched the right episode and yeah Trini was or Trini I'm sorry um Tina. Tina was super cool. Like, actually, kind of funny enough, is a mini Trini in from the episode I watched oh, with yeah. the hair. Because, like, in the 90s, for whatever reason, like, having those, like, wispy bangs, mm -hmm. like, it's not full-on full bangs, but it's I definitely, like, full bangs. Um, and then you had, like, but the wispy. part. Yeah, but wispy. Like, full bangs, but wispy. Um, <laughs> and the hair that crossed over. It's a very specific 90s look. Um, and yeah, she had attitude. She was mm -hmm. all of that. She really was. Yeah, and spoiler alert, um, she is the one who actually ends it with Alex, <laughs> the cute Latino boy. So, she was already cool. She got shit done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wasn't she, like, also, like, a journalist? Yeah. Yeah, oh, so, right. Connection, yeah. Patricia... And I were actually in journalism in high school. So, I mean, <laughs> clearly Tina had a giant impact on you. <laughs> she was the camera woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it makes me think about, since obviously um, I am not watching as a child, but when I think about mm -hmm. if I were a kid and I watched this, how cool it would have been for me to see, like, Tina on screen. Yeah. And to, like... Well, I'm telling you, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I believe it 100%. <laughs> I think you should have watched Charmed. <laughs> you can still watch it. <laughs> I did watch Charmed, but not that specific episode. Oh my gosh, <laughs> such a shame. Yeah, I feel like, okay, John Cho, John Cho in Charmed is not as a big impact as Tina was on you. <laughs> 
And I'm slightly ashamed of it, but not really, because clearly that episode of Charmed is where is what led to like, this. John Cho to where he is today. Oh, you that know? too. <laughs> it's that specific episode that Star Trek was like, clearly he needs to be on Star Trek. Harold and Kumar were like, let's bring him on board. The one episode. Yeah, these were specific people looking out <laughs> at his filmography. Um, <laughs> it worked out for him. Good for John Cho. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I I think it's a good point to also mention that like PBS. So we we mentioned how John Cho um, was is a Korean actor, but he plays like in this Chinese story arc in Charmed, which is not right. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it obviously but, happens. Yeah, and um, but it's cool that Tina was able to play a um, Vietnamese um, character, and her family was like in the show, right? Like well, Trump. Trump yeah, play Tina. No, no. What I'm saying is that Tina and her family, like her 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 family in the show, actually got representation too. Oh right, she had so Tina the character had a whole family on there with her her older brother, her younger sister, her parents, all Vietnamese. Um, also, FYI, she ends up trying to hook up her older brother with like <laughs> I think a white girl. I don't remember, but. It, that was also really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's cool that PBS, like, stayed in the lane of, like, not switching ethnicities. <laughs> um, but, you know, Char- Charmed was on the del- uh, the WB, formerly, yeah. or the CW, formerly known as um, WB. WB. So they were full of, like, teen dramas and didn't really <laughs> care about racial accuracy so yeah which <laughs> i won't know. blame them for but, yeah you know now we can try harder it's like if we have the capacity the 90s was the 90s i guess um but um yeah we have like um honorable mention honorable mention yeah let's that move on to honorable mentions that definitely i was also impacted by was brenda song's character uh in a hundred Deeds of Eddie McDowd. I low-key do not remember Brenda Song <laughs> in Hundred Deeds. She was the best friend. Which is insane because Brenda Sarifa. Song. Sarifa. Sarifa Chung. I really want to know how they that came we up had to look name. this up because yeah. we did not remember. But yeah, that was such a big deal to me too. And then like look where she is now. Yeah. yeah. So she her Brenda Song herself, like might even get her own episode because she she has so many, <laughs> especially growing TV up with her. Credits. Yeah, TV, TV and movies. movie credits. Come Man, on. she Those did Disney so movies. much. She was a teenager for at least twenty years. <laughs> I don't know how actually old she is. This is yeah. She's, she's drinking like unicorn blood 30, for all I know. Thirty something. Yeah, and other uh, other uh, <laughs> other honorable mention growing up was um for us. On Disney Junior, the show Out of the Box, um, Tony and Vivian were the coolest children's TV show hosts in history, even mm-hmm. after the um, Legends of the Hidden Temple host. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I or will Steve say Vivian uh, left a bigger impact on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so seeing Vivian... Uh, Vivian Vivian um, was the coolest 
and um, because she was legitimately a Filipino. Yeah, she was like Filipino, and I think that was something that like for sure carried with us, like watching that show. Mm -hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what that show is, it was a kids show on Disney Channel or Playhouse Disney, whatever, where (laughs) they would literally build boxes and then or build like giant. They would stack cardboard boxes on top of each other, (laughs) and then when you went inside, it was a whole ass treehouse or a whole ass like. Ima- whatever they room. Wanted to yeah, imagine. yeah. But it was really cool. Um, and they still had, probably one of the greatest kids shows. Yeah, I would rewatch for sure <laughs> as a twenty-seven-year-old. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite things to do is randomly sing out of the boxes theme song, <laughs> and I feel like it's a great way to end the show or this oh, episode. Okay. Out of the box, out of the box. No, I was clapping. Was probably really off. Um, Goodbye, farewell to you, my friend. (laughs) Goodbye for now, until we meet again. (laughs) Sorry, Patricia really, yeah, she got it. That was (laughs) so good. Okay, um, well, we hope that you enjoyed the first episode and join us for more episodes <laughs> there will clearly be lots of tangents and um yeah you know don't mind our rambling forgive us <laughs> i hope you just liked it yeah i don't know it'll, it'll, it'll be cool <laughs> um but yeah thanks for listening and hope you guys tune in again uh i'm kathlyn and i'm patricia and we'll see you guys soon And that's our episode, guys. Special shout out to the insanely talented and amusing, musically inclined Jan Seacum, who also happens to be my cousin, for coming up with our fan freaking tastic theme song. Please follow her on Instagram to hear more of her beautiful voice at, at Jan Jan Grams. That's J A N J A N G R A M S. And lastly, please don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Invasion TV podcast to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.